It is the Vantage Performance Podcast. I'm Phil Dobby. Welcome once again. Now, if your business is in trouble and you're smart, you'll turn to a turnaround specialist like Vantage Performance. In fact, not even like Vantage Performance. You will turn to Vantage Performance. So what will they do? What is the first step in a business turnaround process? Well, the first step is making sure your business is at a stage where it can be turned around. And to tell us more, Elizabeth Morby is a client director at Vantage Performance. I imagine, uh, Elizabeth, it's a bit like a bad flu, isn't it? You know, if you if you know the risk early, you'll have your inoculations and you'll get ready for it. But if you leave it too long, then it's it's just too late. Absolutely. Yes, yes, it is. Um, far too often we get called at the 11th hour to help a business and it, it is really, really difficult. So, yes, just like the flu, the sooner you recognise there are problems and you start doing something about it, the much greater the chance of success. And I imagine the warning sign is when you have just redrawn your forecast for the nth time because you keep on not hitting those figures that you expected and, and need to hit. Yes. In, in a business that has forecasts, that's certainly <laughs> the case. Um, and I think we've spoken about this before. Not, not all businesses have forecasts. Yeah. And quite often they don't realise that there's really something wrong until they are getting hounded by their creditors. So, uh, I mean, it isn't all numbers, and we'll come on to the, to, the, to the non-financials part of it. But when you guys are engaged, obviously the first thing you do look at is the financials because that's going to tell you quite a bit. It does. We'll take a look at the historical financial statements for the last two or three years and we'll have a look at whatever management accounts that they currently prepare and anything else that they do to monitor their business's performance. If they've got KPIs or if they prepare a monthly management pack to the board, then we'll we'll gather all that information and that's our starting point. You can get a lot of information out of the financial statements, but I tend to focus on the snapshot of where the business is at now, how its working capital is performing, and also get a bit of a feel for what's happened in the past by looking at the trend. So that then gives you a bit of a clue as to what's really going wrong in the organisation. You start to get the first skerricks of evidence, and the next stage is you you then start to uh, look at and I guess also talk to some of the stakeholders. Yeah, we do, and... Generally, your stakeholders would include the tax office. It's unusual for a business to come to us that doesn't already have an outstanding liability to the tax office. So tax office is quite often key. And the financier, some business will have one key financier, others will have half a dozen or more. Um, You've got key suppliers and key customers whose own businesses might be dependent on whether this particular business is performing. So they are stakeholders. And, of course, the employees, key stakeholders. Yeah, of course. Now, so do hold conversations very early on with these people to say, look, you know, there are uh, signs of trouble uh, in this company that we need to try and remedy, and that might mean, for example, uh, we need to work out a different payments plan or something like that with a uh, with a, a supplier, or is is that not something that you tackle head-on right at the very beginning? One of the key issues we see with businesses in financial distress is they stop, or they, they either slow down or they completely cease communication with customers, suppliers, employees, yeah. So the earlier... Out of embarrassment. Yep, that's exactly right. They're not quite sure what to tell them. They know they've got no money, (laughs) but they don't have a plan in place and they feel that that's not worth 
talking to their stakeholders until they can provide a solution. So rather than make something up, which sometimes they do, and that's not <laughs> that is not a good it's not idea. a good way. Whereas I guess and you, you're in the position where you can come and say, "Look, we've been drawn in to, to try and help this problem. So let's, but but maybe you can help us try and find out what it is too, uh, and uh, and then we can get back on track, and you can continue to get paid." Yep, absolutely. There there are often disputes with customers and suppliers and employees purely because the business has been cash-strapped for some time and relationships have broken down. There are always two sides to a, to a story. So, yes, um, we, we do speak with key stakeholders. We understand where they're coming from because it comes down to a negoti- negotiation with them. Right. on how you're going to handle the relationship going forward. Uh, you can come up with your own plan and put it on the table, but they're going to want to input as well. Now, the uh, the tricky one is uh, whether the management's up to the, up to the task. Uh, and I know this is often the case, isn't it? You have a company which might have been grown to a certain stage, um, maybe started by you know, a guy who you know was, was very good at sales or very good at the early development of the business, the business has matured and, um, you know, and perhaps he's at a different life stage or she's at a different life stage and uh, not quite so crash hot at managing the company in, it, in its current phase. I imagine that's very common. Yeah, it is. I see it a lot where there is a, a business that has been started from scratch by a guy who was a particularly good plumber or, you know, had a particular role in the mining services industry and he decided to go out on his own and... You know, he started a, had a great idea, started a great business and it was profitable until it grew to a certain point where it just got beyond that person's capability. And one important thing to note is that just because we look at management capability, that doesn't mean that we're just going to wipe the slate clean and start again. It's a... You, you don't want to do that unless you absolutely have to. What you, ne- what you need to do is understand the depth of the current management team and what they need, what kind of support they need to be able to do their job because quite often they, they themselves are working under very difficult um, circumstances where they, have, they don't have the leadership they need, they don't have the guidance they need, they're not being supported so if you can focus a little bit more on supporting them and making sure they've got those tools that they need, then you've got someone there who's got the history, got the relationships, and is now able to do their job that can assist in the turnaround process rather than try and bring someone in cold. So you've poured through the financials, you've spoken to the stakeholders, you've had a look at uh, you know how the management team is functioning. Out of all of this, do you then come to a conclusion and say, right, well, here's the cause. This is what's wrong here, or is it normal? I mean, that sounds very simplistic, and I imagine it's a little bit nuanced. There's probably a, a whole multitude of reasons all working together. Yeah, there, there are usually one, two, three core issues within the business. There are generally a number, there are also a number of smaller contributing factors, but when you're talking about a business whose performance has declined rapidly over a short period of time, it's usually a result of one or two key problems. So in most cases, is the surprise or do people generally think, oh yeah, I had a hunch? Uh, or, or is it in many, in many cases a complete revelation? It's not usually a revelation. People do have hunches, they have a feel for it. Mm. Um, but perhaps not the magnitude of the issue. That's right. And they, because 
many of the businesses we deal with don't have robust financial management systems, they, uh, the managers and the, the business owners, they don't know what the full financial impact yeah. of these issues are. So they know there's an issue there, but how big an issue is it? That's, that's what they're not sure of, and that's what we can quantify for them. Right. And so this is where you start to look at potential solutions to the, uh, to, to the issue. And is, the, is there mm. always an answer? Or can sometimes you just go, well, look, you know, this is, this is too far gone. We really don't have a solution for you here. Unfortunately, sometimes the business is just too far gone. Yeah. But and it does happen, but but not that often. There's provided the directors and the owners are prepared to make some difficult decisions, then most businesses can be can be saved. And by difficult decision, I I mean things like divesting underutilized assets. So if you've got a if you've got a business that has a number of operations and one or two of those aren't performing, well, maybe it's time just to, to cut those loose. You know, so they're, they're significant decisions that need, to be, that need to be made. They're not easy decisions, but if the decision makers are able to make those decisions in a short amount of time, based on the information that, you know, we've, we've pulled together, then it's, it's highly likely that we'll be able to get the business through. And I imagine, I mean, there's normally going to be more than one answer. You know, there's going to be a few potential paths you can take and it's, it's going to be up to uh, the organisation. I guess actually the board, um, if, if the, the, the company has a board, it's up to it's certainly the directors of the company to make the decision as to which path they, they take because I imagine there's going to be a few potential solutions. Yeah, there are. And what we do is we, we present the options as we see them and assist the directors in making their decision um, in terms of highlighting some of the, the pros and cons associated with each of those options. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. The, there are options and it is up to the directors and the board to decide which option they yeah. they feel most comfortable with. And brutal honesty, I guess, from everybody as well. That has to be on the table, doesn't it? It does, dealing with a business that is in this kind of a situation. When you start questioning viability, you, you just don't have time <laughs> to to worry about trying to read between the lines. Yeah. And that's a, that's a conversation I, I have with the people that I'm talking to within the business straight up. Right. Cool. Well, appreciate your time, Elizabeth. Look, we'll look at the next stage uh, uh, in the next podcast. But uh, certainly, uh, we've seen how it all starts, and it's a it is a thorough uh, process that you you guys have done many times before. Thank you. Yes, we have. <laughs> Thank you very much. Talk to you again soon. Thanks.